welcome back to Sex Here and Now, the podcast dedicated to promoting sex positivity and inclusivity. As always, I am your host, Matt Lockman. I'm a licensed clinical therapist, and I specialize in working with individuals and couples in areas relating to sexual health, sexual dysfunction, and overall sex therapy. This podcast does contain language that some may find offensive. But with that being said, let's dive right in. Well, welcome back, everyone. Uh, I know some of you maybe were expecting a few interviews to be dropped this month. Uh, but unfortunately, the coronavirus has taken over everything. So as of right now, all interviews that I had planned to do with some of my colleagues and some of my closest friends have been put on hold until we can kill this awful virus that is spreading around uh, the world. So I wanted to take some time this month just to provide an update on how self-care is very important, uh, not only in general, but also when it comes to physical intimacy. So I wanted to take this episode and talk a lot about stress uh, in relation to the coronavirus and how it relates to physical intimacy and overall sexuality. I don't know about all of you, but I have been very stressed lately. Uh, As of yesterday, I decided to take all of my care and do it virtually with my clients. Uh, So if you're any of my clients listening right now, you received an outreach from me, so check your email. But I think it's important to follow protocol. Social distancing has been something that has been promoted as one of the number one ways to kill this outbreak. And although I am an extrovert at heart and love interacting with people, I have to shift my mentality and find other ways to interact with uh, friends and family. So I know social distancing is tough, but it's essential right now. Everyone just keeps saying how we need to stop the spread of it while we can. And I hope everyone listening is doing their part to abide by this. Uh, I will say I know a ton of therapists have switched to virtual visits. So if your therapist has done that, I highly encourage you to explore it with them if you've never done it before. It can seem pretty awkward at first, just within the first couple minutes of setting it up, but I promise you, once you get into the flow of things, you're going to feel that connection with your therapist. So having said all of this, I wanted to break this podcast down into two parts. So the first part, I'm just going to talk about tips relating to physical intimacy Uh, and sexuality when it comes to the coronavirus and what research out there is saying and what we should do in this situation. And then the second part, I just wanted to spend some time to talk about general stress and self-care reminders and strategies that you can start incorporating. It's important now more than ever to get into a good self-care routine and to remember the things that bring you happiness. So I'm hoping that some of the items that I share with you today will allow you to feel overall less stress in your life and provide you just some good resources to start incorporating. Let's start off with physical intimacy tips. Let's start off with what we know 
in regards to the coronavirus and the spread of it. One of the main things is that we know it gets spread through water droplets. So we know that it can stay on surfaces for up to 72 hours, and that's why we really want to take good care to covering our mouths when we're sneezing, to washing our hands, to get rid of the germs, because that, that's how we stop the spread. What we really don't know yet is if it is spread through other bodily fluids, like semen, for example. So I wanted to take some time to talk about hooking up and the hookup culture that we have in this world. Heterosexuals, homosexuals, basically everybody who engages in hooking up with anybody else is putting themselves at higher risk of becoming infected with the coronavirus. So I really want you to look at that and to think about it and to think about the safety of yourself and the individuals that you are coming into contact with. So if you engage in intercourse or outer course with somebody that you meet online, that person could be infected, could infect you, and the spread could continue that way. I want to be really careful how I talk about this, because as a sex-positive therapist, I know firsthand the importance of expressing your sexuality and taking charge of your life. But I really want you to think about uh, the fact that this is just a time right now where we need to focus on ourselves and the safety of others. So if we have to decrease face-to-face contact with potential partners and increase other ways of attaining pleasure, then we should do that and we should focus on that. So one of the first things we should do in general is just slow down. So slow down with your body and get in tune with it. And one of the ways we can do this is through mindful masturbation and sensate focus therapy. So just spend some time touching yourself and getting to know yourself again. What are your pleasurable areas? Just continue to explore your body. Solo sex is something that is extremely important at this time, and it's not just about touching yourself and, you know, masturbating until you reach orgasm or ejaculation. It's about incorporating a ton of different techniques that you may have forgotten about while you're engaging in this activity. So when we think about options that we have at our disposal, there's phone sex or virtual sex. So talking on the phone with somebody and using your words or engaging in uh, a FaceTime with somebody or a way so that you can see them, but they are in another space away from you. These are some of the things that we can do. Uh, Webcamming is another example. So if webcamming has been something that you've wanted to do or you thought, absolutely not, that's not something I would ever do in my life but then you're interested in it, why not explore it? Think about, too, you know, if you typically watch porn or you fantasize about porn and and you, you like looking at other people, let's use some other senses instead. Think about reading some erotic fiction, getting in tune with some other material that could help you throughout this process. And when it comes to solo sex and masturbation, One of the things that we can do is we can practice edging. So edging essentially is the process that while we are masturbating, if a 10 is an orgasm 
a climax and ejaculation, you would bring yourself to an eight or a nine. And this is helpful because not only does it help us last longer, but it again allows us to just connect with the sensations we are feeling throughout our bodies. Instead of just masturbating and just reaching that 10, take some time and slow down and edge yourself. Get yourself to about an eight or a nine and really build up that climax and that overall experience for yourself. Now, for those of you who have a partner or partners that they have access to, there are some other things to keep in mind as well. So remember, sex is not all about penetration and physical intimacy isn't all about orgasming and reaching a climax. Align next to your partner and incorporate mindful touching with them. Lying next to them, touching their body, really getting in tune with what they're feeling and what you are feeling in this experience. This would be a great time to engage in non-erotic massages. Again, just providing this relaxation through touching each other is important because it's going to, again, engage our senses. And you can also have some fun with this as well. So what I was talking about earlier, engaging in virtual sex or webcamming, you can do this with your partner as well. So bust out some of that lingerie you've been hiding or jock straps or any erotic clothing that you have on hand and use it with your partner during this time. Something I learned from Dr. Nazanin Mohali, um, a psychologist who focuses on sex, is that we should continue to set our routines. So if we're both working at home, then we should not be on top of each other. We should continue to conduct our work in a space that's our own. We should continue to have private time with ourselves, times away from our spouses, partners, significant others, so that our energy can be restored and that we're not just constantly exposing ourselves to one another throughout the entire day. And something to remember as well is that desire and arousal are 100% impacted by our mood. So I want you to remember this. So the anxiety that you're feeling around COVID-19 is completely natural to be feeling. This isn't something that we've experienced in our lifetime. For some of us, this is the first time we've ever experienced anything like this. So having a level of anxiety and stress is completely natural to feel right now. But just note that anxiety and stress often kills desire. When we are feeling high levels of stress, this can uh, kill our desire pretty quickly. So remember this when you're engaging in intercourse or outer course with your partner. If you are having a hard time ejaculating, reaching orgasm, or staying erect, this is natural to feel right now. Start incorporating some stress reduction techniques and some self-care, and you'll start noticing that what you're experiencing will happen less and less. And remember, you have the power to control your mood, and it's your responsibility to regulate your emotions. Choose happiness. Choose to have a positive outlook during this time period. Dr. Kelly McGonigal is a researcher out there who talks about having the challenge response to stress. And basically what she says is we typically view stress as a negative. 
as humans, we walk around and all we hear is we want to get rid of stress. We want to get rid of anxiety. And yeah, that's true. We want to be able to understand it and cope with it and successfully navigate it. But that's looking at stress as a negative. Instead, why don't we look at stress as a positive? Why don't we look at stress as something that's facilitative to us? Something that's going to make us recall information quicker. Someone that, something that's going to provide us with motivation. So she created this notion called the challenge response. And she wrote a book called Making Stress Your Friend. And I think it's something that is awesome to think about. And maybe a new way to experience the stress that you're feeling. So next time you're feeling extremely overwhelmed... Don't look at stress as a negative or something you have to avoid. Attack it head on and have a positive outlook about it. I think you'll find it beneficial. spend some time talking just a little bit about self-care techniques that you can start incorporating while this coronavirus is still impacting us on a daily basis. Some of this I'm sure you've heard before, um, but hopefully, you know, this is just a reminder that self-care is extremely important and we can't walk around day to day feeling high levels of stress and high levels of cortisol. So one of the first things is just control what you're listening to and limit your exposure to the news. I know myself personally, I listen to NPR and I would wake up in the morning and I would listen to it for about 45 minutes to an hour. And I would find that that is the peak amount of time that I'm able to digest the news and expose it into my life. The reason is because when we are constantly exposed to negative information and to negative material and to negative experiences, it increases our stress and decreases our happiness. So think about that. How often are you listening to the news? How often are you exposing yourself to material related to COVID-19. And what's related to this too is our social media exposure. So what are you exposing yourself on social media? Is your social media set up to where you're constantly receiving alerts and reminders about what's going on? Or do you have boundaries in place for yourself and for your sanity? It's real easy to get swept away. I know when I'm on Twitter, sometimes I'll see something about the news and then I'll just click on it and I'll continue to click. And before you know it, I am just inundated with negative material. Set reminders for yourself to take a break from social media and to not look at it. And choose reliable sources for your news and for social media as well. One positive that you can find with social media is participating in the fun challenges that our society is coming up with or fun online activities. So whether it's just, like I said, hanging out with your friends virtually in a Google Hangout or a FaceTime or Zoom Hangout session 
or participating in online trivia or online games in general. These are ways that we can increase the positivity in our lives. Searching for fun hashtags to look at or going on YouTube and watching funny videos. This is a way for us to engage in the positive aspects of the world and what we're experiencing. You know, there's a website out there called www.positive.news, and all it is is positive news stories. So why not incorporate that into your day? And it's important to remember that the routine that you had before COVID-19 is the routine you should try and continue today with respect to what's in your control. We can feel out of control throughout this experience, and we can feel like there's nothing that we can do. But one of the ways that we insert control over our lives again is by getting back to a routine. So if your routine involves working out, then find some online yoga classes or workout classes and start doing them. Get involved again with your physical health and physical activity. Going for walks, finding a way to be physically active. This is what we can do. It's also important to shower. I know uh, some of my friends and I were talking about how we go a a day or two without showering because we don't have to go anywhere and we're just hanging out by ourselves. But it's important to shower and to get dressed and to feel like we are being productive. So eating healthy as well. Uh, It's pretty easy for us to just throw our eating habits out the window at a time like this. And I would encourage you to do the exact opposite. Don't just eat the frozen pizza that you bought in the panic a couple weeks ago. And one of the last things I would say for some self-care strategies to use would be to engage in self-care and stress reduction techniques that you typically wouldn't. So if you like to watch TV and watch Netflix, then pick up a book or pick up a coloring book, do a puzzle, something that's completely opposite of what you would typically engage in and just challenge yourself a little bit. As I wrap up, I just want to let everyone know that I know that uncertainty can be scary, right? So not knowing how this is going to shape up can cause us to feel a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress. But just note that this is temporary. What we are experiencing right now is not permanent. It's not something that is going to stick with us for three to four to five years. Yeah, this new routine, this new way of life, we may be living it for the next couple of months, but what are a couple of months compared to the next 20 to 30 years? So one last thing to note, you know, if you're looking for more ways to increase physical intimacy, you can go to my website, clevelandsextherapy.com, and I do have a list that I put together called 30 Tips to Increase Physical Intimacy. And I think it would be something that would provide just some more information that I couldn't today. I think it's a great resource to have handy during the time of the coronavirus and also after it. So be safe, everyone. And I promise to be putting out more content and hopefully I can get some interviews your way soon. And that does it for this week's episode. As always, you can follow me on Instagram for more news and updates about the podcast at sex underscore here and now pod. You can also look at my website, clevelandsextherapy.com for more information as well. 
You can also like and follow my page on Facebook entitled Sex Here and Now. Thank you for listening, and as always, stay sex positive. Mm-hmm.